What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome on into the first ever episode of Spotlight right here as part of the Brass Ring Media Network. Um, I'm Zach Haydorn. It's great to be here. Great to have you with me for the first show of its kind. Um, we're looking to have some fun here, and I think we've got a fun topic today ready for you guys. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to kick back and, and talk a little talk a little wrestling. Um, just a little bit about the show. So for this show, we are going to hone in on one specific current, relatively current event-based topic in the wrestling news. That is the hook of, of this show. So it's different. Different from the flagship show that we do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Different from Monday Mania with Tyler. Different from Robert's show um, on Thursday nights. So this is going to be like very um, a singular topic focused uh, program. And I'm looking forward to it because we can really dive in deep into some uh, some either big news stories or some specific talent or maybe a specific angle or two or storylines or big events. Um, really like the world is our oyster uh, as far as this show goes, but we're going to go in depth into whatever uh, whatever topic um, that we uh, that we choose for the week. This week, I want to talk Roman Reigns. It's he's a fascinating guy right now in the world of wrestling because look, he is the biggest star in WWE. He is going to be a part of a huge main event at WrestleMania, regardless of. Uh, <laughs> which way they go with it, whether it's Cody Rhodes or where, whether it's The Rock. And look, most of the attention, and rightfully so at this point, has been put on The Rock and Cody. But Roman is is there. He's holding the title. He's the other part of the equation here. And really, um, when you take a step back and think about it, like he and his run as champion, you know, his run as champion, his run with the bloodline has kind of it's coincided with a lot of the positive momentum that that WWE has seen um, in the last few years uh, in terms of like strong, creative, stronger, creative, even even dating back to Vince McMahon. Um, I think that there was that positive momentum there with him. And uh, I think. <laughs> he's going to be a guy that you look back on and you say to yourself, wow, like Roman Reigns, great star, but also Rocky road to where he ended up. You know, it, it was never a given that he would kind of find his footing the way that he has um, in this kind of head of the table gimmick, head of the table character. Um, if you were watching him in 2017 or 2018, when he he was the face of the company, the baby face of the company, the top kind of baby face star that nobody that nobody really liked. And so to kind of see the 180 that his whole kind of character and impact on WWE has made, I think is pretty pretty fascinating, pretty fascinating, pretty cool. Um, and we're gonna dig into to all of that um, here uh, in just a couple minutes. Once again, this is Spotlight. We are live right here on the Brass Ring Media YouTube channel, and we will be um, moving forward 3 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. Mark your calendars every single week. I will bring you this show, um, and we'll talk wrestling, um, uh, and we'll hone in on a specific topic, just as I said. Um, so subscribe. Subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed already. Hit the notification button so that you know uh, when we go live, we added a whole slate of new shows um, this week. Uh, Tyler Sage and Monday Mania on Monday afternoons at 3, uh, 3 Eastern. We have our two flagship shows with Tyler and myself Tuesday night, um, 8.30 Eastern and Thursday afternoon, 3 Eastern. And then Robert Vallejos tomorrow night, late night, 10 Eastern, um, will be bringing his first ever nocturnal knockout show to Brass Ring Media. Super excited about that. Um, so it, it's been a heck of a week for us here at Brass Ring Media and super pumped that you guys are here uh, to, uh, to join us. If you like our content and you like um, how we cover wrestling and how we talk about the news and how we analyze um, 
how do we analyze the big stories in the wrestling industry? Uh, encourage you find us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash brass ring media. Um, we have a ton of perks for all of our members, including full access to our uh, Substack newsletter um, that gets updated every day with uh, with written content um, covering wrestling. We you get a free members only podcast every single week. You get all of our pay per view and PLE review shows um, as a member. Only members get that, and it's four dollars only. Four dollars a month gets you access to all that. You can also um, jump in and have some fun in our discord community uh really building the fun uh, community there i love i love waking up every morning and checking obviously the wrestling talk of course but we do have a really fun like non-wrestling talk channel and uh <laughs> hearing what everybody's listening to as far as music goes is always i get a huge kick out of that so it's a really fun bunch our members are awesome um and you can join them by becoming a member yourself patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. As far as today goes, the chat is loading up. Dr. Ross is in there. What's up, Dr. Ross? Tracy, hello. Thank you for joining us. Sean, hi. Thank you for joining us, man. Um, and our super chats are open if you so choose. And if you are able, uh, drop us a super chat and uh, certainly would, would love that. It would help the show. It helps us kind of uh, uh, keep the show rolling. It helps us do our thing. And uh, it uh, just is much appreciated. So we thank you in advance for any kind of contribution that uh, that you can make to help uh, to help keep uh, Brass Ring Media going and uh, to help us keep being able to deliver these shows on a almost daily basis <laughs> throughout the throughout the week. So that takes care of the business. That takes care of that. Let's start talking about Roman Reigns. And again, I started off the show. Talking about how uh, it never really was a, you know, a, a, a shoe-in that Roman Reigns would kind of have the run that he has had the last four years. I mean, think back to his post-Shield era of, of Roman Reigns. Like, so 20, I don't know, 2015, 2016, 2017. You know, like where you saw the company getting behind him in every way possible, like, you know, like big push, the cool music, entrance from the crowd, like the the shield thing that he wore <laughs> in, in his matches. I mean, like he was like the most protected guy. And I think, you know, th th there was a lot of issues with that at that time. The first being, you know, Daniel Bryan was still a guy at the time that the, that the fans wanted to see in the top spot in the company. That was there. That hurt Roman right out of the gate. But also, like, I don't know that Roman, you know, it's – look, no one's ever going to turn down <laughs> the top spot in the biggest wrestling company in the world. That, you know, of course um, – that, of course, is not going to happen. But uh, I don't know that Roman was ready either. You know, I don't, you know, he didn't have um, the instincts back then as a performer that, that he has today. Um, you know, like it, it very much felt like what he was going through, what he was going through that he just nodded his head and said yes. And, you know, <laughs> he get he gets lines like Dr. Ross said here with suffer and suck attach and he goes out there and delivers them even though of course that's a ridiculous line of course that's a ridiculous thing to try to go out there and say especially for like that Roman Reigns character and we know now like you can't I you can't imagine that guy <laughs> saying that line today but back then like you know he said it and he tried to make it work and and that was that. And and I, I think that you saw a guy at that time who was being positioned as the top guy and being positioned as, you know, the alpha of the company. But I think fans saw through the fact that he wasn't really acting like that. Like what alpha, you know, babyface pro wrestler is going to go out there and green light saying suffer and suck attached. Maybe John Cena. But John Cena and Roman Reigns aren't the same, you know, and, and Roman Reigns was kind of taking over the 
I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, but I shouldn't. Taking over the reins from, from Cena. And, you know, it's kind of like at that time he was trying to be John Cena instead of trying to be Roman Reigns. And I just think the audience saw through that. Like, I think they were ready for something different than like this polarizing baby face that eh, people liked, some people liked, some people didn't. You know, we kind of had been there and done that. You know, and we did it with John Cena. Like, I don't think anybody really wanted to do that again with um, with Roman Reigns. And the worst part about that run was they just kept beating you over the head with it. They just kept beating you over the head with Roman Reigns is a baby face. Roman Reigns is a baby face. Roman Reigns is a baby face. Boom, boom, boom. And, and, it, and that didn't help him. You know, it didn't help his standing with fans to have that type of like, you know, constant just banging and banging of Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, um, when all the fans wanted was not a lot of Roman Reigns <laughs> or a different Roman Reigns. And I guess what it all boils down to is what you had at that time was an inauthentic Roman Reigns. You had a Roman Reigns that was trying to play it, trying to play a role, trying to, you know, just do what he was told. So he could get rich, as he said in the interview, and as you know, Wade Keller talks about all the time. Um, and then just try to stay out of everybody's way. And it's it's hard to blame him. It's hard to blame him because he's a new face of the company. He's trying to like earn his chops at, at in that spot. And you know, what else do you do? You know, you do what you're asked. Right. I, I, I can sympathize with that. But again, it doesn't paint you in, in a very strong light. Fast forward to right around when the pandemic started, Roman decides a couple weeks before the pan or like a couple weeks before WrestleMania 36, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Like I um, know he's a recovering um, cancer patient. He survived cancer twice at that time during the pandemic. No, nobody knew kind of how dangerous things were going to get. And things got pretty, pretty darn dangerous. You had, you know, multiple kind of waves of COVID hit uh, WWE, you know, during that time. And, um, and Roman, I, to his credit, said, hey, look, like, I I'm out of here. You know, and I think that's like... Maybe I'm reading too much into this. Maybe I'm reading too much into, you know, into that move on his part. But I I kind of saw that as like an like a his first real major um like flex as a top star, you know, where it's like I know that the company needs me. I know that the company um, you know, I know that I'm the biggest star. I know what my role is. I've been here for a while. I've paid the dues. So I'm going to make this move for me and the rest, and the, you know, the rest is going to fall into place. And again, again, maybe I'm being overdramatic about that, but it, but it was, I mean, it's the first time where he just kind of stood up, pushed back on what they were asking him to do and said, Hey, no, not how it's going to be this time. And uh, of course, this was way more serious than just like a random booking decision or suffering succotash, right? But <laughs> I think it's still, it signified a moment where, hey, I know I'm a star. I know my value to the company and I'm going to do what I what I need to do for me. And so I thought like in a meta way, it was, that was like a turning point for 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 Roman Reigns. Because look, who knows? Who knows what happens with the Roman Reigns character if that doesn't happen? You know, if the pandemic doesn't happen and he goes to WrestleMania 36 and he wrestles, I think it was either like it maybe was the Fiend, I think it was who he was working with, or Goldberg, one of those two guys. And he just he just has that match as a babyface and like the you know. The, the the ball keeps rolling down the hill with them. Who knows if you get like the Roman Reigns that we have now, which has been such a blast and such a fun way to watch that character. It's really like an interesting butterfly effect deal 
<laughs> as far as analyzing kind of what and where Roman Reigns would be without without that absence. You know, so if you remember, he was gone for all of the pandemic era shows that took place with nobody in them and who took place in front of like a few people at the performance center, like behind those plastic, uh, you know, the, the plexiglass uh, boards. Roman was not there for any of that. He came back. They were already in, um, or they had just gotten in the Thunderdome uh, at, with SummerSlam. That's where he made his his return to the company, um, and soon after that, won the world title. But that was the that was when you got to finally see like Roman Reigns in his true form, like the Roman Reigns that is the real Roman Reigns with the volume turned up, and like he just had not found that voice until that moment. I think Paul Heyman helped bring it out of him. Jey Uso helped bring it out of him. Um, and, and now he's, <laughs> he's just on another level in terms of not just being a star, but he now has one of the hottest pieces of equity that any WWE talent has had in, in a long, long time since the undertaker's streak is Roman has built up this title reign and he's going to hand that off to somebody at some point. And, and, and it's going to mean something. It's going to mean something. So now, not only has he done big business for WWE, not only has he turned himself into a major star in his own right, but he's also going to make another huge star when the time comes for him to do, um, when the time comes for him to do business. And I think like, like, look, that's the makings of a true top guy. A true top guy is when you can check all of those boxes. You have, you've had some good matches. You've done big business. You've changed kind of industry. I mean, look, Roman, well, we'll get to like the business impact of Roman Reigns here in a second. But, you know, his fingerprints are all over. His fingerprints are all over, you know, the success that WWE has had um, you know, since, since the return from the pandemic. And it's, it's fascinating to think that it's that guy. So, you know, I rambled, I rambled on and on. I, <laughs> I, 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 but I do think it's just fascinating. And uh, let's get to some super chats here. Matt jumping in. Thank you, Matt. With spotlight, let's go all caps, Matt. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you. Appreciate you supporting the show. Um, and thanks for watching. Thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, following us at Brass Ring Media and, uh, and checking out our new endeavor here with, uh, with spotlight. Um, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Of uh, Sean with a couple super chats here. Uh, Roman as a heel works because of his fun arrogance. Yes, we're going to get to that. And then also from Sean, Roman's heel turn has been incredible, no doubt. But I do wish he would have won some of his matches clean. Heyman has helped his act in certain ways. Yeah, I mean, Sean, I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep that up because that's a that's a point that I want to to get to. So the so the whole thing when Roman kind of pivoted and found that voice was as a heel and it's so it it's maddening to think <laughs> like about that in some ways like i don't know let me know in the live chat guys like where, what you make of that but you know he finally turns heel and he hits on all cylinders and it's like man we people were saying that since 2015 you know for five years before it happened you everyone knew that Roman had this, like, he had this heel character in him. You could just see it. You could see it, like, dying to come out. And he, as a babyface, was, like, like locking all of his natural instincts and natural personalities and natural anything into a, a little jar and closing that jar up and locking it in a closet somewhere. Like, all his natural charisma was bottled up and not ever able to be opened. Um, because he kind of does have a heel energy to him. You know, it's the arrogance that that Sean pointed out in his earlier super chat that like that I think is what stands out. It's that it's the slow walk to the ring, it's the sauntering around, it's the kind of the smirk that he has on his face, the way he looks to the audience, the way he treats other opponents. 
Um, I remember there was a time back in, I don't know, it must have been like 2016, 2017 or something like that, where he was like just destroying security guards for no reason. And, you know, it was supposed to be as a baby face, but it was so heelish because of just the way that he did it, the look on his face. And um, as a heel here, he finally can lean into all of that natural charisma and all of his like natural tendencies and his natural personality, like all of that he gets to tap into and it's it's so obnoxious that it took that it took so long for him to do that because it's so good um once it's been so good once he once he did paul Heyman is a is important to roman kind of finding this voice and look i don't i'm not breaking any news here in terms of like hey paul Heyman works with roman reigns backstage before every show on, on his character. Like, I don't like, no, that, that, that's certainly, I don't know if that happens or not. Maybe, maybe it does. I know that, you know, Wade Keller has reported that, um, that the duo and Jey Uso and others in the bloodline, you know, when they were kind of working that story at its peak last year, we're always kicking around ideas and we're always, you know, tossing things back and forth. Um, but regardless of like reporting on that, like Heyman's presence has helped Roman Reigns, like, as a heel, has helped Roman's presence. Like, just the way Heyman reacts to Roman Reigns, especially at the beginning, like, when he first turned heel, like, how scared Paul Heyman was of, of Roman, and then, you know, like, kind of almost cowering in his presence. Yes, my tribal chief. Yes, my tribal chief. And he still does that to a degree. But at the time, when it first started happening, like, it really made you see Roman Reigns in a different light, that he was this, like, this ultimate bully um, that even, you know, Paul Heyman couldn't, couldn't control and was just there to do his bidding. So, so yeah, Sean, I totally agree that Paul Heyman has really helped um, his act and not, I don't know, man, I think I would turn it up from there. I, I don't know that I would say in certain ways, but almost every way, like, I don't know that Paul Heyman has lent anything negative to Roman Reigns. Do you like, I, 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 I think that in most ways he has helped um, Roman Reigns kind of come out of come out of his shell. And, uh, you know, I think that's important when you look back at like the impact Roman uh, Paul Heyman has had on WWE. Um, man, I mean, it's significant. Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, Roman Reigns. <laughs> like that is a that is a good list two of those guys were at the tip tip top of the company you know for for many years it's a good run it's a good run especially the roman thing when you when given how tumultuous you know his time as a singles act was in terms of crowd reaction for Heyman to come in there and kind of level that out and then give help roman find something to build a personality on pretty good pretty good stuff Pretty good stuff. Um, Dr. Ross, uh, appreciate you, Dr. Ross. Thank you for joining the show. Uh, crazy to think this will be his eighth WrestleMania main event. Eight WrestleMania main events for Roman Reigns. I mean, that's that's unheard of. Literally, unless you're Hulk Hogan. And I don't even think Hogan's had that, had that many. Eight WrestleMania main events. Let's use that. Thank you, Dr. Ross. It is crazy. Crazy to think about that. But let's use that as a means to pivot um, to the business of Roman Reigns. Because here's the deal. Here's the thing. Roman Reigns has been the face of the company for all of, like, the significant increases in, in like, the business of WWE dollars that they've had in the last 10 years. Roman Reigns has been the guy. He's been the face of the company. There's other people that have impacted that. You know, Ronda Rousey's been around. Brock Lesnar's been around. But Roman is the, like, the face of WWE throughout all that. The first billion-dollar TV deal with SmackDown. Roman's the guy. He is the guy on that show. Top guy, top face. Same thing with Raw. Raw didn't get as big of a deal as uh, – as SmackDown did, but still record-setting deal at that time. Move backwards. 2014? What happened in 2014? 
WWE Network started in 2014. And that was the last year of the Shield. That summer, Roman Reigns, lead guy. He wasn't a champion yet, and he wouldn't main event his first WrestleMania until the following year in 2015. But Roman Reigns was positioned even at that time, like right out of the breakup of the Shield. You know, if you remember, like Dean Ambrose went after Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns was the guy that was taken down, like the uh, the authority at that time, like Triple H and Randy Orton, and like he was going that direction. And he was clearly at that time positioned at the top of the company. So the company makes this grand shift in strategy in terms of how they're going to deliver content to their viewers before streaming was even really a thing. And Roman is a key figure in that. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I get it. They had John Cena still at the time and they had Brock Lesnar and Daniel Bryan was hot, but Roman was like the guy who you knew you were watching the guy that WWE wanted to be the face of the company. And that coincided with the pivot to the WWE network and, 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 and streaming. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about. Let's take it a step further. We'll take, we'll take it a step further again. The Saudi Arabia shows. I have been a vocal, just, uh, let's just call it spade a spade. Those shows are awful. They're called blood money shows for a reason. And they should be. And WWE, in a lot of ways, should be ashamed about putting them on. But if you, you know, you stipulate to that and then look at the shows for what they are, once again, Roman Reigns at the right at the center of those top top star face of a lot of those shows main evented a lot of those shows wrestled you know top opponents on a lot of those shows he's a key figure in that deal which was billions of dollars okay we can let's let, let, let let's you know let's keep going peacock <laughs> first the first wrestlemania you know uh, on uh, on peacock Roman Reigns is in the main event, you know, Roman Reigns is the still the top guy for that even bigger shift in content delivery. Roman's that guy, billion dollars in, a, in, in, a, in, in licensing fees for, for, for the WWE network on, on behalf of Peacock. And, and, you know, keep it going from there. We all know what happened, what happened this year with, the Netflix deal, SmackDown, you know, moving back to the USA Network, billions, billions, billions. Roman Reigns, still the top guy. So there, and look, I there's a lot of other things that go into that. There's a lot of other components, but, you know, one of the components is who's your top guy? Who's the guy that can handle, you know, the, that, that load and, and be the face of all that change and all that business? And, you know, Roman Reigns was, was it handpicked or not handpicked or not. He was, he, you know, he was it I'm curious what you guys think about it. Drop some, drop some lines in the, in the, the live chat, super chat. If you want, that is open right now. Um, and uh, curious as to what you guys think of, of, of Roman Reigns and his business impact, because he is, his face is all over it. When you think about the last 10 years and his run, Man, he has been a central figure on the talent side to all of it. Um, I think it's important to to call that out when we're kind of as we as we uh, as we spotlight him here. So it's it's crazy to think about just the impact that's been made, you know, under his watch, so to speak, as uh, as the top guy in the company, and it's. It's big business. It's not like, oh, you know, an extra hundred thousand buys here or an extra hundred thousand buys there. It's, it's like like massive business, um, and not just massive business, but massive change that's happened under his tenure as as WWE's top guy. Pretty wild, pretty wild, if you ask me. This is Spotlight, the first ever episode of Spotlight, part of the Brass Ring Media Network. Uh, I'm Zach Haydorn. Thrilled to be here. Glad you guys are here with me. We'll be live with this style of show every single Wednesday afternoon, 3 Eastern to Central. Um, you can find this show after the fact on our YouTube channel and also as a podcast. We will simulcast this show 
um, right after we go off the air here. It will drop as a podcast uh, if you want to take it with you on the road or to the gym or to the grocery store or on the way to work. Whatever and wherever you want it, you can have it. Um, it will be on your podcast feeds, on all podcast feeds, whether it's Spotify or iHeart or Apple Podcasts. It's there for you. Um, so download it and, uh, and tell your friends, too. <laughs> Would you? All right. Let's keep going with this. Roman Reigns, we we have a, a chat here about it. I'm going to pull up Dr. Ross's chat because it's a it's a it's a really good starting point. Um, Reigns also deserves praise for elevating the Usos. This is an, an an unheralded or not enough people talk about this about this element of the success of the Roman Reigns gimmick, especially really only in the last five years, but. Roman Reigns has worked with like a who's who of opponents, big opponents, small opponents, not in size, but in stature, right? He's, he's worked with them all. And everybody who's worked with Roman Reigns since Reigns has come back, um, they all haven't sustained momentum, but in the moment, like in the moment that you're working with Roman Reigns, man, he has elevated all of them to a T. Like all of them. Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, those stand out on, on, on their own, right? I'm not counting guys like Brock Lesnar and, and John Cena. Like those guys are already made guys. But it's the other, it's the other acts in between those huge matches that that Reigns has really helped elevate. Kevin Owens is a guy that stands out to me. He's had countless matches with this iteration of Roman Reigns. And, you know, it's, you don't recognize it sometimes, but, <clears throat> excuse me, but Kevin Owens has main evented the last two WrestleManias. Once again, Steve Austin in that Kevin Owens show match, not really a match, but main event slot, main event billing. And yeah, obviously Austin had a lot to do with that, but, you know, Kevin did what Kevin does. And then last year with the tag team stuff, I mean, all of that momentum that Owens and Zane were able to kind of accumulate to push that tag team match into the main event slot at WrestleMania 39 that first night. I mean, it's, it's with Roman Reigns on the other side of the ring. It's with Roman Reigns on the other side of that feud. And, and Kevin Owens, I just don't think just doesn't, I don't think he gets to that point without, without Roman Reigns. Sami Zayn, same thing. You know, Sami Zayn playing off Reigns, playing off the bloodline, and that story being what it was, sure, like, a lot of it had to do with Zayn, no question. But, like, the root of that story was Roman. It was Roman's presence as the top star that made that thing tick. It was Roman's presence that, like, built all of the intrigue in terms of when – is Sammy going to see the light and when is Sammy going to turn on Roman? And you know, when, when is all that going to happen? It was, it was rooted in, in Roman, Roman being a bully, even feuds like his, he had, a, he had matches with Rey Mysterio. I remember like he had a match with Matt Riddle on SmackDown that, that, you know, that, that you know, you could put aside what you know about wrestling and, and say to yourself, okay, well, obviously we know that the title is not going to change hands here. But on that night, on that night with that hype and, and you know, Roman doing what Roman does, like, you, th they made it, they made you believe. They made you believe that just maybe, just maybe Riddle might win the title here. And it did numbers, you know, it did numbers on, on, um, on television. Matt Riddle, who's not even with the company anymore, you know, working with Roman Reigns came across as like this big, this big attraction and this big star and somebody who you could maybe see hold the hold the world title. I think that's really, really interesting. Um, then there's other guys, too. You know, L.A. Knight, a little bit of a different situation there because L.A. Knight really, I mean, credit to him. He really built all of that momentum that he had on his own. Um, and built fan support from the ground up, but when you went with when you went with Roman, when he went with Roman, and they did that thing and um, at the uh, at the Crown Jewel show, man, LA Knight, huge star. In the chat, you guys are tossing out other 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 names. Drew McIntyre, 
Clash of the Castle battle that they had. That was epic. It was epic. And yeah, Drew played a lot of, played a part in that. The environment played a part in that. But Reigns being what he is played a huge part in that as well. So I think that's a great call out. Um, he's elevated all these guys, all these guys um, throughout the company. And, and not again, not all of them have sustained that momentum, but some have, you know. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for sure have. LA Knight to an extent. It's pretty fascinating. And that's what you want your top stars to do. And that's what Roman just wasn't doing before the heel turn and before the break um, from uh, from COVID. So we, we started talking about this a little bit earlier, but we didn't dive in. And I was on purpose because I, I wanted to like, you guys know me. And if you've been following my work, I'm a big uh, artistry of wrestling guy. Ah, thank you. Um, and I wanted to kick around some thoughts and some ideas as to what specifically, you know, makes Roman you know, stand out now as a heel and not, not just booking, but like what he does in the ring, what he does with his character, what he does specifically with his, with his act that, um, that makes him pop more uh, off the screen than, than he used to. And uh, don't feel like you have to use a super chat on this drop, drop it in the live chat and we'll, and we'll go through it. Super chats are open. If you want to ask a question and if you want to make a comment, uh, it helps the show. Helps the show tick, and we appreciate anybody and anybody's support and everybody's support. Um, it helps, and any contribution helps as well. I'll get to all super chats on the show, regardless of uh, of whether they're questions, comments, what have you. But I want to know. I'm curious. Like, what do you think is the key part of Reigns's act in terms of a presentation standpoint or match standpoint that has saved him, so to speak? I'll start since I've got the microphone and while you guys, you know, type away, I, I like, I think it's very much the, like his methodical, the methodical nature of how he works his matches. Like I've really loved that about the pivot since kind of turning heel. Cause remember before he turned heel, like Roman was, like he had his like five big moves, right? Like he, or not even five. Like he had like three, you know, he had the three moves. He had a little like drive by kick move on the side of the ring on the apron. He had the Superman punch and he had the spear and man, like, I mean, seriously, like I say that, like, like, you know, kind of with kind of tongue in cheek, but like, it's true. Like he did not, um, didn't have much more than that. And as a baby face, I just, I just don't think that works like in WWE in 2024 or, or at that time at 2019 or 2018. Like, I think that you needed to bring more to the table as far as, as far as that goes. Like, you know, you had Seth Rollins at that time doing all sorts of crazy moves and high flying stuff. And AJ Styles was doing his um, thing at the same time. And, and Roman just didn't have like, he didn't have enough in his tool belt to, to, like to, 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 to do much. And I don't think people really were able to connect with matches in that way. And he was kind of presented as this like fiery alpha baby face, but just, he just had some punches and a spear, which, you know, lots of people in WWE have. So he didn't even stand out as far as that goes. But when he pivoted, when he went to heel, like he didn't have to worry about that. He didn't have to worry about being a fiery baby face. He could just lean into those like three moves lean into his aggression leaves it lead into that arrogance and work slower and be more methodical. And I think when he was able to do that, it fit him better from a personality standpoint, but it also just worked for his matches. He came across as more dangerous, more unlikable as if he was like stalking his opponent rather than, um, you know, rather than just, you know, hurrying around and trying to look flashy to win. It just was like, none of that mattered because he just wanted to look ruthless. He didn't need a lot of moves. All he needed was his fist and, you know, gets on top of the, his opponents and just starts pummeling them down. Like it, it really helped his in ring work because of how 
like he was able to reposition his 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 move set. So artistically, like I think that helped him like pop off the screen. Um, we'll get to some of your 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 notes here. Um, Dr. Ross says, like like many great heels, he is physically imposing enough to win without assistance, but is a bully who takes full advantage of outside interference. Yeah, great point. I love that. I love that, and it's true. Like he is physically imposing enough where you look at him and you go, oh man. This guy is going to win. He's incredible. But yet he still cheats. He still uses the bloodline, you know? And as a heel, like, that always will play. I, I know that it's frustrating. And, Sean, you brought this up. Um, Sean's in our chat right now. He brought it up earlier in the show with the notion that he's always cheating to win. And that, you know, and I've been like – and, Sean, you know, I've been a, a more of a defender of that because of the heat that it that it provides him. Like – the heat that he's able to generate for what exactly Dr. Ross just said, like that he is imposing enough, but he still wants to cheat. He still wants to help. He's still like, you know, not a, not a scared heel, but like a heel that's going to, that, that would rather just cheat to win quick, you know, and get it over with. And I think that's, that is a really, that really, it is a really interesting nuance uh, for, for his heel, for his heel character. Um, Sean says, I just, just the arrogance, the talking during the matches, I just love the general story he tells during the match. It makes you hate him even more. You want KO, Sammy, or whoever to make the comeback, and that's really good. Um, excellent point. The talking during the matches. Do you guys remember that? Do you guys remember, like, you know, when he first started that? Like, it was probably, I don't know, for some reason, the Hell in a Cell match against Jey Uso back in 2020. Um stands out like one of the earlier Thunderdome main events that Roman Reigns was in. And you heard that for the very first time. And that was special. That was special, Sean, because he was able to like tap into kind of like a darker twisted Roman Reigns, um, you know, on in those matches. And, and I'll be frank, like that's the one like, look, nobody wants to go back. Nobody wants to go back to the Thunderdome era of wrestling. Nobody. And I'm not advocating for this at all. But I, I, I think that <laughs> I think that it brought out or it, it gave the talent a reason to try something new with their characters and with their acts. Drew did it when they were first in the um, in the performance center for those shows where he would find the camera and then just say ridiculous stuff. Everybody remembers Tiger King. Right. And he like Drew McIntyre found the camera and was like, hello, all you cats and kittens or whatever, whatever the heck the, the phrase was from uh, from from that wild Tiger King show. But they were just trying stuff because what do they have to lose? It's the weirdest time in, in wrestling ever. It's it's the weirdest time in the world ever. Like, Hey, we're just going to try stuff and see if it works. And I think Roman really like turned that volume way up on that strategy in terms of like talking at the camera, because he knew in the Thunderdome, yes, there was sound going on, but in the Thunderdome, you know, the, the, the mics would pick up more because it was quieter. You didn't have a live audience there, you know? And so you had to try to articulate your character in a different way. And Roman did that by like, yeah, by mumbling stuff under his breath, talking to his opponents. And it really worked to show that like, yes, he was a heel and yes, he was a bully, but also that he was like kind of like unhinged at the same time. And I thought that that really was, um, you know, that that was just a cool, like a cool little thing that like you, you the, the world would not have had if not for the Thunderdome um, again. We're not going back, folks, hopefully. But this was a positive. So, yeah, good call. Good call out. Um, good call out, Sean. Um, also, I think Roman, you know, on a promo has just been fantastic, like, as a heel. And that, to me, is fully rooted in just being comfortable with the performer that you are and, like, leaning into your personality and not trying to be something you're not. And, you know, like... You know, he's not a suffering succotash kind of guy. He is acknowledge me. He is, you know, um, <laughs> dropping lines about missionary position to, to John Cena. Like that's that's Roman. 
You know, like that's Roman. And he's finally able to tap into all that. And I think his promos are infinitely better in terms of like the content of them, but the delivery significantly better. All of it just pieces together. Like he's a can't miss, he's a can't miss promo now. Um, but prior to 2020 as a babyface, I mean, they wouldn't even, WWE wouldn't even ask him to cut go home promos as a babyface because he was so ineffective at doing it. Um, and I think part of the reason he was ineffective was that he just, that's not him. He's not the underdog. He's not like the fighting baby face. That's not what he is. He's a dominant champion. And he finally gets to like, he finally got to embrace that as, as you know, in this, in this, uh, in this top spot. And, you know, the, you know, the magic happened from, from that, from that point on. Okay. We'll wrap up the show with what's going to happen with Roman Reigns here in the next, uh, in the next, in the next few, uh, next few months, it will be a fascinating ride. It's either going to be the rock or Cody Rhodes. Um, I don't, we talked a lot about Cody Rhodes and him, you know, kind of maybe being inserted into WrestleMania 40's main event, maybe not. What's he going to do? We talked about it on yesterday's flagship show. So you can check that out right now on your podcast feeds. You can check it out on your uh, on the YouTube channel right now. It's up there uh, for everybody to, to listen to. So I hope you do. It was a blast. We really got to break down. It was a fun Monday Night Raw. And so I want, uh, want you guys to check that out. It was really cool. So, But for now, though, I want to talk The Rock versus Roman Reigns because that, you know, we talked about Roman Reigns and all the big business he's done in the ring, out of the ring, and what he's the face of. Now he finally gets that like signature huge main event match at WrestleMania, just like John Cena did, um, you know, a little over a little over 10 years ago with with the same guy, The Rock. Um, now it's Roman Reigns' turn. And, you know, look, I know Cody you know, people want him to finish his story. I do too. Like I, I want to see that, but I also have just warmed to the idea of it's the rock versus Roman Reigns that we've talked about this match for, for forever <laughs> since Roman Reigns return and called himself the head of the table. It's been okay. When is this going to happen with the rock? Then WrestleMania was in LA and you're like, okay, perfect. Like that's going to happen. Then didn't happen. And now it finally looks like the stars have aligned for that to happen. And, you know, there Roman is again. This is a big, I think this is a really big feud for, for Roman Reigns. Like, just like it was for John Cena, you know, all those years ago, showing that you can go toe-to-toe with a huge wrestling star, but also just a huge star in, you know, the world's culture, you know, like Roman's going to have FaceTime with the rock regularly. They are going to be in a WrestleMania match. And I want to see whether or not Roman, um, can he hang? Can he hang with the rock? Does he come across as the same level star that the rock does? I mean, the rock is the rock. He's going to go out there. He's going to do his thing. And he sucks a lot of energy out of that audience because he is so charismatic and he's so, Oh God, electrifying, if you will. Like he does. And so you have to be ready if you're Roman to get in there and to throw verbal barbs back and forth and hang. And it's, I think it's going to be a moment for him. It's going to be another level up. Like if we take, you know, if we look back at his career in WWE, first level up was joining the shield, right? Huge level up. He goes from, essentially like a nothing character in FCW slash NXT at the time gets elevated to the main roster as part of the shield. And then he goes on from there next level up. Okay. He's a singles act now and he's wrestling guys like Randy Orton. Okay. And he's going after the authority next level up. He wins the Royal rumble is crowned, uh, crowned the guy. And then, (laughs) and then is in his first main event at WrestleMania at WrestleMania 31 against Brock Lesnar. And you, you go from there. He has that run that's that's good if you're him because the checks were thick and he's in, in main events and he's the top guy, but didn't really click 
didn't it just didn't it didn't click with the majority of the audience it was all it always felt like he was swimming upstream as a baby face then he levels up again turns heel and is you know goes on a 1200 day reign with the title and now there's another level up right in front of him and that's working with the rock at wrestlemania and i think it's going to be fascinating to see him try to hang there i think he can I think he can, and I think he will. Um, and but that's what's so interesting, you know. When you watch the guy you watched in 2015, and now you're going to watch a totally different, more mature performer um, who is more comfortable in his skin as a wrestler, more comfortable in his skin as a character, more mature as you know as a character and as a wrestler, and really as like a a businessman in the wrestling industry, he's that too. And now you get to see that all come together on the biggest stage possible, which is not just a WrestleMania match, but a WrestleMania match against The Rock. It's huge. It's huge. And so, I, again, I understand the Cody, <laughs> the Cody thing and wanting Cody to be in that spot. I get it. 100% I get it. Um, but, you know, if we have to stipulate that this match is happening and it's going to be Rock and Reigns, there's a lot of reasons why the match could be really, really excellent. Um, and the, really not even so much the match itself, because I don't know if you're if you're interested in like only technical wrestling stuff. I don't know that it will be an excellent match. I don't know how it could with The Rock being in there at 52. Um, but it's going to be a spectacle. It will be a spectacle. You can bet, you know, all you have on that. And Roman's going to be at the center of it. And that's that's going to be uh, that's going to be pretty cool. Last but not least, what's the next level up for Roman Reigns? I have a I will surmise that the next level up is a babyface run. And it it may come based on how people are reacting to the rock, he may like just turn babyface in the during this match. And maybe he'll go back afterwards, you know. And he'll still be like, you know, you can put him against anybody, babyface heel. But I don't know, man. Like The Rock getting the reaction that he is, um, <laughs> like just might turn Roman babyface. Like that audience in Philadelphia just might want the badass Roman Reigns to take down, um, you know, the, the evil Hollywood Rock. Like we've seen that story before with The Rock. Like who's to say? But I think that's your next level up for Roman Reigns. That's the next. That's the next kind of um, thing that happens here. Is I think you wrap up this bloodline thing. You wrap up, you know, whatever you're going to do with Cody. You wrap up, you know, losing the title. Um, I'm sure Roman takes a bit of a longer break than even he has now after he loses that title. And then when he comes back, I mean, man, people are going to be ready to see him again. Like I don't know, he can imagine him against CM Punk as a heel, like down the road, CM Punk is a heel Roman Reigns as a babyface. Like there's all sorts of different possibilities with a fresh Roman Reigns babyface um, in WWE. That's more respected. That's more polished. That's more mature. That's a bigger star, everything. And he's not like the, you know, deer in the headlights babyface like he was in 2015, but I think he's a respected guy that people want to like. When that happens, and I think we're close, two years maybe, maybe a little bit less than two years, honestly. Um, but I think a, I think you might get a really big hint as to how um, as to how that all shakes out, uh, you know, at WrestleMania with The Rock because yeah, The Rock's Rock's not a like guy right now, <laughs> so you may you know get a taste of what a true babyface Roman Reigns might look like in this head of the table acknowledge me character that has been um that has been so successful <sighs> man there you go folks the first ever episode of spotlight in the can roman reigns as um as the subject for today want to hit on a couple other um other notes before we ride off into the sunset here aw dynamite tonight um boy it's gonna be a good one it's going to be a good show. If you guys are not planning to watch it, I would. I think there's going to be some good wrestling on this show. And it's also going to be very, very newsworthy by all uh, by all accounts. Um, uh, 
AW not officially announcing an event at the TD Gardens Arena in Boston, uh, but uh, those tickets uh, up to view on Ticketmaster, um, it's going to lead to me having to eat a lot of crow when Sasha Banks, also known as Mercedes Monet, um, shows up in AEW. It all, by all accounts, it looks as if that's going to happen. That's a huge move for AEW. I mean, that's a big move. She's a, she's instantly, I don't know. I mean, I mean, she's a top five star for sure in that company, but like maybe even the top star period in AEW, the minute she shows up. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I like the fact that by all accounts, Tony Khan is going to treat that debut as a really big deal and give her her own essentially like, you know, first dance event like CM Punk got. Um, <laughs> you know, Mercedes Monet is going to get that in her in her hometown. So we'll see. Um, I think the Sting Darby match tonight is going to be excellent. Looking forward to seeing how that plays out. My guess is uh, that Sting and Darby are going to win those titles. But we'll find out. We'll see. Um, and then you got Swerve and uh, and um, and Adam Page and oh, it should be a good match. But I can't get the idea out of my head that <laughs> that we're going to see like either a draw here or some kind of weird like double countout finish that leads to a triple threat at Revolution. I hope that doesn't happen. I really hope that doesn't happen because I think this is going to be, this is one of the biggest AW events of the year so far. Um, and like, ugh, I hate for them to like not pay this match off with a clean win. You know, that's, that should be in the fabric of AW's DNA. It has been for so long. Um, and I think either Swerve against Joe at Revolution or Page against Joe at Revolution is a fine way to go. Either way. But go with the singles match. Tony Khan, I know you're listening. Go with the singles match. I promise you it'll be uh, it'll be better. And then the other news of the, the day, Scott Demore um, out of TNA as um, uh, period. Like, not the president of TNA anymore. Company announced that news this afternoon. Um, bizarre. That was the that was my reaction initially was like, that's a weird one. <laughs> because they did the whole rebrand at the start of the year. They've seen some strong momentum, like slow momentum over the over like since 2021, like just slow, step by step by step by step momentum, building, 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 building. Finally, you kind of took a big step this forward this year, and Demore has been at the, the helm of all that. Um, he's been at the forefront of, of that momentum. It's it was his vision in a lot of ways, and now he's just gone. And that's like it's so TNA. Um, look, there may be news that comes out as to why, and of course, if it's something you know bad or Vince McMahon esque, like so be it, you know, and that's that. and you know, good riddance to you, you know, Scott Moore. But um, as of now, it doesn't seem like that's what it is. It is it's more of a, a a business move. So bizarre. We'll have to see how it plays out, but but bizarre, uh, bizarre nonetheless. All right, you guys, thanks so much for being here for the first show. Uh, I appreciate it. It means a lot to see familiar faces. It means a lot to see some new faces. And I hope you all uh, enjoyed this. We'll be back next week with episode two of Spotlight next Wednesday, 3 Eastern. Uh, we still have got plenty of live shows here on Brass Ring Media the rest of this week. We have a Thursday flagship show tomorrow afternoon, 3 Eastern. And then at night, 10 Eastern, Robert Vallejos takes over um, grabs the microphone out of our hands for the first time and presents to you Nocturnal Knockout. It will be a sports talk-esque take on analyzing pro wrestling. I can't wait for the show. You guys, I hope um, hope you guys are excited too. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Robert is a great analyst and a great host. Um, and I know he's got some really cool things planned. So tune in tomorrow night, 10 Eastern, for Nocturnal Knockout with Robert uh, Robert Vallejos. Um, if you want more Brass Ring Media stuff, find us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. It is 
awesome to be a member. You get lots of cool perks. You get access to our full newsletter uh, that we write daily. Um, you get a free members-only podcast every single week. You get other specialty shows. You get all of our PLE and pay-per-view roundtable review shows. Um, and you also get access to our Discord community with a ton of like great people. Our members are awesome. Um, we just have a blast talking about wrestling, life, uh, other things that don't involve wrestling at all. Um, it's really, really fun. It's a good group. So if you don't want to scream into the void on Twitter, hey, join us. You can talk there and people will talk back to you. Um, and that's uh, and that's pretty cool. So uh, patreon.com backslash brass ring media. Cool. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, David. Thank you, Dr. Ross. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you to everybody else who hit play on the show. I appreciate it. And we will catch you guys next time. See ya.